Hello everyone and welcome to the To Have and To Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. On this show, my co-host Robin and myself are joined by our guest Rianne Murphy. Rianne is a first-time LARPer and experienced her first game at Empire LARP this year. We talked to Rianne about her experiences as a first-time live-action role player and what it was like being a new player in the Empire LARP system. If you're joining us on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up. If you are new here, consider subscribing to the channel so you know when a new episode is posted. It is completely free. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. We do also have a Patreon if you want to support us in that way. You are under no obligation to do so, of course. And with that all out of the way, let's get into our conversation with Rianne. have Rianne with us today. Welcome to the show, Rianne. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem, a pleasure. You are our first um, new player. What's weird is that we keep saying this, um, the past couple of episodes we've done, we're not new players anymore. So I thought it'd be a good idea to get someone who is brand new to Empire. So you went to which event this year? Uh, E4 this year was my first event, so in September. Nice, nice. Yeah, so you did a little, um, you did a little video, a little shout out to your to your YouTube video. You did a little video, didn't you, on uh, on your experiences? <laughs> I did. Yes. Um, I, I wanted to do Empire for like the longest time, and obviously you can't like film in Empire itself. But um, I just thought it'd be fun to to do like a little intro to like my experience of it because um, I just had the best time ever. <laughs> it is it is the most uh, it's the most fun content to listen to is the new the new experiences because I know when we first started we, it was very valuable for us listening to other content creators on their first time because there's no filming like you said so it's really difficult to know exactly what to expect is that something you what how did you kind of find out about empire in that way did you like search go through all the podcasts <laughs> yes um funnily enough listening to your guys podcast there it is <laughs> we had a little chat yeah i was Just trying my hardest um... to take credit <laughs> but the, oh, no, we can see seriously. what you're doing there yeah. <laughs> but no legitimately um you guys i i listened to your intro video um earlier this year i think it was um larp has been something that i wanted to do for years um, and in 2019, um, my goals for 2020 were to be like, oh, finally oh, do a LARP. Oh, no. And then 2020 hit. Oh, no. You're and one of those. we all know what happened. Oh. <laughs> uh, Empire specifically, though, was um, recommended to me by a few friends because my friendship group are all nerds, you know, video games, tabletop RPGs, theater kids. You know, that combination usually leads to laugh at somewhere down the road. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a friend at work and a friend outside of work both recommended Empire. And I think that's what made me try to research into Empire specifically and lead me to you guys and watch nice. a load of your content. <laughs> nice. How how far down the preparation did you get in 2019? Were you, like, almost ready to go? or? Luckily not. Luckily not. Um, It was just at the beginning of 2020 when I said, yeah, empire and then you know two months in everything kind of went pear-shaped so 
everything was on pause in every aspect of everyone's life so luckily I hadn't like spent a lot of money or uh, like bought tickets or um invested in camping gear and costumes and and all of that but yeah 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 got to do it fresh this year <laughs> so you you joined this year then and then and what what nation is it that you've joined Wintermark <laughs> why Wintermark and- <laughs> Yeah, why winter, Mark? <laughs> um, honestly, this, I don't know if this is going to be like funny or not. Um, so I went on a, a girls' trip last year um, with my little nerdy girl group, and we literally sat uh, in a hot tub drinking, going, "You know what we should do? We should join Empire. Yeah, let's go!" And like, I'm trying to like drag as many of my friends into it as possible. So we're all kind of semi tipsy in a hot tub and then I'm reading out the empire wiki (laughs) to all of them (laughs) and and that was how we spent our girls holiday um and they were like yeah wintermark because I think most of us are kind of a bit alternative in different ways I think the aesthetic of this sort of hardcore rock and roll you know not Vikings, but kind of Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> I know it says on like the wiki, like we're not Vikings, but it's like in layman's terms to try and get people on board, it's kind of easier to say, yeah, you know, Saxon maybe is is more like. Um, but yeah, literally that is how we chose uh Wintermark is because we all sat kind of tipsy in a hot tub and went, that sounds hardcore. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. How many of the people that you were you had that hot tub with, how many of them came with you to, to <laughs> one? <laughs> <laughs> Everything <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But oh but they do want to come next year. Um it was just really unfortunate timing. Um so only one of them could make it. But yeah, next year I've got an even bigger group who have now bought tickets um all different nations but we have our own little discord server there's about seven of us now <laughs> oh really oh so you've split you split between all the nations have you yeah so it's just like or everyone in that group that i'm with have never done any larp before so it was basically like a again my sort of spree of who's going to join empire with me somebody please join empire with me so it's every, all of my friends um who have said yes and then we've just kind of created this little group to just get involved and and try so yeah I think yeah a good chunk of them have bought tickets now which is which is awesome so it's going to be really interesting E1 next year to see what the hell happens there's just all of a sudden a whole new group of strange individuals going I don't know what I'm doing but you know she told me to come here <laughs> that's so cool it's really cool as well it's like split into different nations as well because um usually when you get um, a group of new people they will tend to stick to the same one and then find out which one they like but I quite like that you know like going for the ones that that speak out do you know what nations they've all gone for yeah, so there's a fair few Wintermark because mm-hmm. uh, the hot tub girls are going to be my Wintermark. Um, there's uh, one of my friends is going Navarre, mm-hmm. and one of them is split between Dawn and Wintermark. So you guys might have to uh, give them a message and try and convince them. <laughs> we'll look after them. Yeah. Come to Dawn. I feel like yeah, you need to says that. <laughs> I feel like you've now set something since you all um, originated from like the hot tub. I feel like <laughs> there now needs to be like a proper wooden built hot tub in <gasps> um, Wintermark with like um, 
Oh, I'm just I'm picturing it like out in the snow and stuff and just like have this sort of yeah <laughs> oh yeah can we can we like get profound decisions like on the next <laughs> hey could you guys make a hot tub like a, a ye olde hot tub that's you know powered by magic we just you know add yeah. it in the law <laughs> sauna i don't know <laughs> i mean it's cold at e1 come on <laughs> there has been talks of it because there's been people bringing like pools and tubs i think people have mm -hmm. actually brought hot tubs and put cold water in them for the hot events so i think that there is definitely people speaking about hot tubs for e1 in fact i'm pretty sure i had a conversation when we were monstering with someone at e4 this year and we were talking about the the paddling pools and i'm pretty sure i don't know who you are but i can distinctly remember someone talking <laughs> about i'm going to see if i can bring a hot tub for e1 next year wow we could that do is good <laughs> i don't know how in character it would be but... <laughs> they could, we could work character. with it yeah. yeah i mean if it was in lights of high guard because like they do the um the roman baths event and everything i'm just picturing a nice big hot sort of section high guard it could it'd work for them i yeah. think yeah i think i think you could i think you can make it work so reed did you 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 did you come on the on the thursday were you like Yes. Super keen. Did you camp in character or out of character? Uh, out of character. Um, so, yeah, I I knew I'd like it. I think in the back of my head, I knew I'd like it. And I and I was like, okay, well, still start small because you might actually get there and you might actually go, you know what, at the end of it, it's not, I'm not really vibing with it. And I didn't want to kind of spend all that time and money getting the in-character stuff because I know like the, the cost temps are quite expensive and they're really difficult to travel and clean. So I didn't want to kind of commit fully. Um, I would love to commit fully <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, I think even for the next event, we're going to go out of character just to kind of make things a bit easier because I, I don't have a car. So it, I am relying on sort of either someone else or public transport. So I didn't, again, lugging around a huge uh, cloth tent might not be <laughs> the easiest um yeah. but yeah uh the, yeah they're, they're not i mean we, like we we bought one again we, we were like oh yeah we'll, we knew we, we'd love it i think i think in our head we had it I, I think we thought well if we don't like it then they're pretty easy to sell secondhand because people are constantly i know when we yeah. started definitely in, in 2020 well, hang on when did we start 2022 um it, but when we were first looking into it yeah. people were constantly online like looking for secondhand um tents and things like that so like look we'll get a new one because i want a new one and then if not then we'll sell it Pro, you know luckily it all worked out but yeah they are a pain like we've literally had to just send we for the first time we've sent hours away to get cleaned um and that's isn't cheap because <laughs> it's, it's not it's, it's not a small thing to send away to get cleaned either no um so, That's the thing that we had, we had lots of people like explain to us exactly how to properly clean and reproof it and all the things we would need to do it. And I priced it all up and I also, you know, doubled it because I'm going to do something wrong and have to get more stuff. And I thought, you know, there's companies that just do this <laughs> and they have insurance. So I'm just going to send it there and hope for the best. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, we, we did two whole years before we needed it cleaned. That's good. That's good. Because I was worried that you'd have to like clean it after every. So I mean, I guess it depends. Because summer, nothing really happened weather-wise, apart from everyone sort of dying under the heat. Oh, 
but otherwise it, it was okay I've heard the horror stories though and you both will have to tell me what I need to prepare for for E1 of mudslides rain ice (laughs) like as a first time player what do i need to bring right um i'm gonna give you some advice okay because i really struggled last year e1 because it was cold and i did not wear enough clothes um you're in the best nation because you're in a nation that has several places that prepare hot food (laughs) my advice to you at e1 is to do what i didn't do and get a hot meal at night before you end up going to sleep because that is going to make such a difference go really? and get an actual hot meal um there's all the obvious things like thermals but honestly fire is your best friend at that event and it really will make a difference because when you actually do get to the stage where you're already really cold trying to warm yourself up is hard mm. i mean the, the advice i got given which was quite weird to understand which was put your extra layers on before you get cold which i was yeah. like i don't know when i want to get cold though so <laughs> i didn't really do that <laughs> yeah before you but, get cold yeah. so, so so if you go right i feel quite comfortable it's winter it's gonna get dark soon i better go put some other stuff on um that is that yeah what was it like getting kit because i know the one thing that i do say to people about the winter event is that yeah if it's cold you you are going to need more kit so mm. what was what was your um what was your kit like in that heat <laughs> oh god okay so i i ended up kind of utilizing a load of stuff i already had because mm. i already like have some you know elven cosplay bits and pieces from the over the years um listen asos came through for me like not sponsored props to ASOS (laughs) but like uh, basically my entire weekend was spent in a beach dress that I got earlier this year (laughs) for holiday um but because I had like different accessories I had like these feathery pauldrons for the Kalevisa sort of mystic-y vibes um I had like a a a belt like a fur belt from my Dragon Age Morrigan cosplay Mm. um Like I had like loads of hodgepodge stuff that I basically popped together, but because it's so hot, the beach dress was great because it was all ventilated. It's meant to be for hot weather. I have like nothing fantasy related for cold, wet weather. I've got layers, like I've got underskirts, but I'm trying, I'm going to have to do like a big thrifting session around London or something to go like, right, where can I get cloaks heavy furs like what can I pin on top of things to try and layer what well, one thing like um when you're looking for different things because obviously thrifting is amazing because you can get quite a lot um but there is I think there's maybe only one event before e1 which is what's your game which is like in Gloucester they tend to sell a lot they'll have things like um cloaks um they should have furs and things like that as well um, that you'll be able to go and also it's like a fun little LARP meetup before E1 because everyone just wants to meet up and then you can go and there's some nice pubs around and stuff so you get to just go and have a fun little meetup and then also source everything um, but there's also a few things there's um, like the LARP sell- sell- selling group on Facebook and stuff um, oh, where nice. they literally just sell um, there's one specifically for Empire because when people's characters die um, I heard they have to uh, switch kit and um, those groups are good for that I'm not going to lie just on that topic when I listened to your podcast after because it was like a three part 
podcast right that you guys did after <laughs> yeah. i was like i was crying oh, so, <laughs> i was at work listening to you guys going <laughs> oh, yes. and then we held hands and then the yoten carried me over it's like is that your true love and i'm there like <laughs> trying to write these documentations <laughs> Okay, so like this might might be a, a broad question then, just just off the back of that, because that you would have probably listened to that like right before you came to your first event, because that was E three mm. we died. Um, you came yes. to E four. So so like <laughs> listening to these stories, how how well did it map onto what you experienced? As in, like was it was it kind of what you expected? In a very broad question kind of way. It's so the the tone of the experience, like this this sort of high fantasy the story like story rich narrative world that I was in totally like on par with what I expected and what I uh, had heard from like listening to you guys other friends all of that I think the thing that amazed me the most and impressed me the most is that even though I'd listened to a load of content and even though I'd listened to like the uh, winds of change and the winds of fortune and read all of that on the empire wiki beforehand I went, I experienced like none of that. Like Empire is so big and there are so many storylines. Like I'd heard of Cold Sun. I'd, I'd heard all of that debacle. <laughs> and I, I came into the whole event and nobody really brought it up at all to me because it was not important to anything I was doing. I went off on like a random tangent, which is awesome. Like there's so many threads. It was incredible. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. So what was your experience? So like character creation uh you obviously had an idea of um kind of what uh what kind of character you wanted how easy was it to be like did it match up to what you thought your character was because I, I know a lot of new players seem to say this that they seem to go oh yeah no i went in as like a mage and then it wasn't really my thing or um i wanted mm -hmm. to come in and do this but i didn't really it wasn't really interesting that game it wasn't what i expected sometimes even with nations people say oh i joined the brass coast and then it wasn't what i expected was your yeah. character kind of did you make your character and did they did they were they um exactly what you expected I intentionally left her quite blank. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really give her a lot of backstory or a lot of um, ambitions or objectives because something that was told to me beforehand was like exactly what you said, right? You go in, you experience it for the first time, you kind of get a better handle on how you want to play your character, what nation you prefer. Um, you know, on the first day I was there, I was talking to another group in Wintermark and we were kind of going through more of the logistics stuff about my character. And they said, oh, what's your resource? And I went, oh, it's a herb garden. And they were like, you probably be better off going to God and changing that to uh, mana resources because all of the rest of your build is like, leaning to magic and mm. honestly magic is worth more as well like the mana stuff's worth more you can get herbs out and about whenever you want them if you need them um, and that was a really good call on their part because i found that actually after the event i did want to lean more into magic and i sort of slightly respect Celine as um more of a dark law magician than um the herbology side of things mm -hmm. um but but otherwise her characteristics I didn't know how I was actually going to role play as her um, because I didn't know what to expect. So I didn't want to set those expectations up and come in and go, oh, wow, this is just like not not me. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I was very fumbled in my first role play interaction. Like, I think I mentioned, I mentioned on like my video that this uh, in like a, a meeting, like at the Wintermark meeting on the Friday evening where they're going through all the news. 
and a player comes up behind me and their role playing was like so good and because I just was not mentally prepared for anything and I was just sat there absorbing it thinking I'd spend the first hour or two going oh walk around and they're coming into me like you should nominate yourself to be the raven seer and I was like uh <laughs> I don't know what any of this is <laughs> and I just couldn't get my words out and at one point I just went and then turned back around and like started staring at it and like I couldn't do anything I completely 404 <laughs> shut off like dial-up noises everything just like went through my head um so yeah it was really nice going to the first time with a blank character because mm. now I know exactly how I want to play her and sort of where I want to take her yeah, it can be quite jarring that first experience. Um, it sounded like you had a good LARPer and a good role player come up to you because they obviously mm. saw that you were a Calavesa and and I don't I don't know the Wintermark stuff. I don't even know what what was it you said. Put yourself forward for uh, the the Raven Seer. So we, yeah, we had a Raven Seer election, which is mm. basically like a, a really important mystic in Wintermark because um, the uh, Raven Seer has now changed in Wintermark. Oh, 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 we've Ooh. got a new uh, ri- ri- so that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 a good role. That's a good larper because you know a, a larper will go up to another, especially if they might not have known that you were new. Um, but they obviously saw someone when I don't recognise that face. They're obviously a Calavesa, and they've they've come up and encouraged you to to play. You know, um, <laughs> did you did you come across a lot of that in? Um, or, yeah how, how do how, how was it like easing into it because it took it took us like i just I, for me i it was a little bit clunky right at the start and then i just jumped in with both feet and then i was fine and i just went you know what yeah i will stand for this seat that you're encouraging me for sure and then it was the rest was history i i was very lucky that there was lots of um people who straight away were like let's let's go hey who are you and they also the role play aspect wasn't extremely heavy for the first day either. I think people just kind of, you know, the moment you say, oh, I'm new to Anvil, they just kind of broke out of character and was like, oh, hey, you know, shall I, do you want me to take you around? Let me introduce you to a few people. Um, You know, straight away I bumped into somebody and in character I kind of like said, I, I think I need a drink of water. And they were just like, don't worry a second, I have a um a water tank in my abode or like something that was still in character <laughs> and got me a glass of water because I was there like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I ended up being showed to um, this really interesting uh, character, uh, the Shaman in uh, Wintermark, and okay. they had a load of quests to give. Um, it, it's it, They were incredible, incredible role player, had like an extreme presence. Um, and they set me off on like my first little quest. And that's how I got stuck into things it took me all around empire so i spent the first day and a half going to loads of different nations trying to kind of um do this quest and then came back to them the day after with sort of the stuff that i found and it it was a lovely way it was almost like a crash course tutorial into go on then off you pop go speak to a load of people get yourself stuck in it was really good what what was the, the quest that celine had to do then I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) It was something that, um, I know, sorry. Um, I I would, a part of me is like, I want to tell people, but another part of me is like, actually, I think in game, at least for now, at least for now. That is even um, juicier. Because at least for me, my limited knowledge um, of of Empire and sort of the law of Empire 
is the quest they sent me on he said basically you don't have to complete the quest but you just need to try or i'll kill you and i was like okay cool um let's go like i've got no stakes in this character it's my first event if i die i die or i'll new character it's fine so i did it and i ended up finding out everything um which was i don't know if that's a thing that a lot of people do actually know and i and i don't need to hold those cards close to my chest or actually i've actually figured something else out and i should probably not You're probably not figured it. something out hold it hold it close <laughs> but but either way i i found this thing out and i reported back to, to this person and was like hey this is what i figured out and they basically said well why don't you take that information and do this other thing with it so that's maybe something that i want to do next time so we'll, we'll see I don't I don't think I've decided yet but it's definitely led me on a road of my character I think is now driven by knowledge and especially because the night law stuff is a lot of secrets like mm. it's a lot of the magic is about you know uncovering secrets keeping secrets so I think I'm going to play into that heavily and try and figure out lots of information there's like a, a price for things or something <laughs> like Oh, that's that. that <laughs> I love the idea of a quest giver thing as well. That's so cool. Um, so Celine, obviously, you now have a bit of an idea on where she's going. Did you have any kind of inspiration for her? Like, um, I, I had inspiration via like um specific TV and book characters for for mm. Nymeria. But did you have any like outside inspiration for Celine for when you were role playing her or anything? Yeah, I so I knew I wanted her to be extremely kind of confident and self-assured in herself, but kind of like that witchy aspect. So I I like my witchy stuff anyway. Like I practice tarot and do all of that stuff anyway in my my own time. So I wanted to bring that element of it in into her because it was something I was yeah. comfortable with. But then I also wanted to take from I think uh, Morrigan from Dragon Age was like a big inspiration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw the pictures of you and this is the first thing that came to mind when I was looking at that and I was looking at how you did the makeup and the feathers I was like okay Morgan vibes here yeah, <laughs> Amazing. yeah no exactly because she as a character yet yeah, she's kind of the witch of the wilds I think that fit really well into the Calabasi mystic yeah. genre as well um she's very confident she's very self-assured um she's very intelligent and I kind of wanted to bring that element into Celine I think I want to play Celine a little bit more playful and sassy at times um basically give myself an opportunity to be a different side of myself if if that makes sense because I think that's a nice opportunity to kind of find that confidence in that side of things where I'm not like that in real life <laughs> but yeah that, that Morrigan is probably the biggest influence for Celine for sure it's what's so good about LARP though, isn't it? Like you do get to just experience that part of yourself that you don't always get to have. And it's it's quite a good role play exercise just to see how you yeah. are um, <laughs> yeah, like received as, as as this different sort of persona you're taking on. And yeah, Morgan is definitely that, you know, strong, independent, but still mm. that little bit of sass. Like I do love that. Um so you obviously said that you've um, had your quests and got a few little secret things that you're going to go and try. Is there anything um, for E1 that you're like, oh, I didn't get to experience that. I want to go and maybe experience that this time or anything. I think part of my E1 experience is going to be 
like ushering my friends into <laughs> places, <laughs> which which I'm looking forward to, um, especially the ones that are also wanting to join Wintermark. Um, I think Celine, not in E, I don't think in E1, I think I might want to do some more warming up beforehand, but definitely from E2 onwards, I'd like to start a coven. That would oh, be nice. something that I'd want to do. Um, and again, kind of build up this sort of information character um e1 i'd love to do some more networking and also astronomancy i didn't get to do a lot of astronomancy in e4 this year so because celine's uh magic is based on the astronomancy stuff instead of the uh the runes which is kind of more typical wintermark stuff mm. um i made a set of oracle cards based on the empire um constellations and I think I only did one reading, so I'd like to be able to do a bit more of that in, in E1, you know, for, you know, do you want to have your uh, fortune read for prosperity sort of thing? That's, um, that's so, that's yeah. so cool, isn't it? I, I, it's it's yeah. it, it really, I, I love hearing these types of stories because like we, like you, you could listen to our podcast for, for hours and hours that we've done it. We, we barely mention night magic you know but like you say when you when you're like oh you, you have a complete you, you have your own story that's the thing there's so many avenues to go yeah. down like like we, we barely come in contact with night magic in in the two years we've been playing um but if you're interested in that it sounds like you had a whole game around it yeah yeah i'm, I'm super excited to get into it i think at first when i was looking at the you know the laws of magic mm -hmm. Night, Night Law didn't really appeal to me personally, like as Rianne, but I wanted to push myself out of what I usually play, you know, in tabletop RPGs or in video games, you know, I, I want to do different kinds of like, he, like maybe I can do healing magic or maybe I can do things that are fun or like bardy. But with with Celine, it's definitely more like um, you know, spy master kind of vibes. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's really interesting to to also get involved in other people's stories as much as possible because there's so much going on. And just speaking to another group um, in Wintermark, and they're like, "Oh, and I won't say, I won't spoil what they did because <laughs> that's also like completely secret to them." Um, and at one point, like, I don't know if we should tell you this. I said, "You don't have to tell me this. We're going to tell you this." Okay, that's a burden, but I will take it. <laughs> um, they were looking for this very important thing on the okay. saturday night and uh, i was like oh god that sounds really interesting i don't know if i want to get myself involved in that yet so i didn't it turns out they didn't find that thing another group found them first and it was all like a bit chaos but it's so fun to get involved in like you walk up to someone you're like oh what are you doing now and they'll come up with like some sort of strange we're going to a wedding we're we're going to assassinate someone we're getting the poor mithril man oh my god e1 <laughs> next year we've got we've got what like literally coming into empire at this moment in time is like that gif of that guy walking in with the pizza box and everything's on fire <laughs> you've got cold sun you've got the new empress you've got the death of the mithril man you know the holy trinity of things that are happening right now at empire E1 next year. I feel so sorry for all my friends. They're going to walk into like a trash fire of events happening. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, because I was sitting here thinking, I was like, God, that must have been a crazy event to come into because so much stuff happened. But, you know, if I actually really think about it, every single event 
something crazy happens it's one of these things where it's like i don't know when would be the best time for a new player to come in at any event just comfort because there's always going to be so much <laughs> happening um oh um so you've obviously um made her very magical and everything and looking at um doing the coven which will be be pretty awesome i my 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 coven knowledge is very, very low, which is terrible because our house has a winter coven, but <laughs> I, it's very low. I, I'm just I'm just there to do the fighting stuff. Did you have a go at Annie, the combat side of it, or does that interest you in any way? So I didn't do any combat stuff. I'm a little bit apprehensive because I have a leg injury, mm. so I can just see myself being, and I know it's not like proper combat right but like I've got a dodgy knee I can like literally walk down the street and my knee decides to dislocate it's mm. it's very temperamental so I could just see myself yeah I could just see myself being like ah charge and take one step and then just fall over <laughs> before I even get to like an orc so I was like you know what I'm not gonna risk it for now I'm just gonna like keep it chill um I would be interested I think eventually I would be interested in doing something um on the field like because I can see Celine be a being a very proactive character like even though she's um she's not in the shadows but she she likes to work in the shadows and know a lot of things but she's not afraid to go you know true Wintermark spirit you know going and going in and being like sod you all i'm good for winter mark <laughs> like i can picture her like um, morgan style with the staff just coming in and just yeah. mass shattering everything and then just slipping back into the shadows <laughs> yeah just sort of like click a finger be like let's go for tea go on in <laughs> i've done my part good luck <laughs> yeah peace yeah. bye yeah I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, I know you said on your on your video that you did you didn't you didn't do any um the combat and a lot of people that are because that's the thing we the people that talk about combat, like we love our we love the combat um and some of the some of the the most exciting stories we tell is about the combat um but i never want that to put off new people coming being like oh i don't think i can do the combat because i'm assuming it didn't take anything away from your weekend that you didn't do any combat oh no my weekend was chock-a-block like seriously i the amount of stuff you do in the weekend is simultaneously too much and not enough mm. like there's not enough hours to do everything but yet you've walked I mean I can't even tell you the amount of steps we do in a weekend right like across <laughs> across an empire weekend there's so much stuff the songs and stories traveling around you know on the Friday and Saturday nights that was like a highlight for for me personally oh, going yeah. to the bar oh yeah oh How did my you find god that because that is one of those like <sighs> you know when you go to like a major city like New York, you're like, oh well, you got to go to the, you know, the you got to go to the the Chrysler Building or whatever. Like, Songs and Stories seems to be one of those for new Empire players. Everyone's like, well, you got to do Songs and Stories. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good. I yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to that. There was um one song in particular, like at the end of the Saturday night, and everyone's like raising the like everyone knows the words and they're raising the weapons up and singing along yeah. to it. And it was just this surreal moment where I'm like, I'm actually in a completely different world now this is amazing there's just like a whole uh existence of this world and law that everybody is a part of and you're like whoa this is huge <laughs> that is like the navari that they do like songs of stories is a good primer for immersion because that's usually when you're a new player and you realize oh where it's not just oh yeah a game and then there's combat 
um like oh we're, we're actually living in this world it's not it's not us going into a field and hitting each other with swords you know everyone's telling stories and where you know like the, where there's one big family and you're like oh i'm actually in this world and that's usually for a lot of people that's usually a highlight their first event when they go i think it's one i think the song's one voice the, that's my, the song yeah there we yes. go the, 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 the navari my navari friends will, will correct us if we're wrong but yeah it's usually the, the put one all voice. the lyrics in the comments we'll be fine Good. yeah i want it on spotify like yeah yeah it's funny because first time i saw that i'm like oh this is this is really cool now now i i'm i'm more like in the world and my characters in the world i think i think the last time was uh, we just happened to be at songs and stories and they were singing that and they were getting all rowdy and i think i think i'd said oh, i really wish they'd shown that much enthusiasm on the battlefield or some, 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 <laughs> or some crappy comment or something like that. Everyone's like, just like, like, where were you earlier? <laughs> Get a bard on the field next time. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what you in, what you in it as, as well. But I, it's so funny. I think when was the last time we were complaining about Navarre? It was when we were in the, the orc camp and we were like, cause we, we, it was, I think it was E1 this year, right? We were... Well, we did the orc pub crawl and almost died. Yeah, we were in that the... was E1. Yeah, you almost actually died. Yeah, we were in we were in the orc camp, and obviously then uh, the Navarre were kicking off with their songs and stories, and I didn't realise how I'm like they're noisy neighbours, right? And the orcs are just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's right on your doorstep. I'm amazed you haven't just gone and killed them all. <laughs> so, what else did you experience apart from songs? Because songs and stories is great. Um, apart, yeah. apart from that, what else? What other big thing? Did you do the night market? I did. We went in the night market after songs and stories, and then uh, there was there was a guy walking around with a traveling casino, which was so cool. It was like you know the sort of uh, straps on the sh shoulders, and like oh, a little yeah, tray yeah, in yeah, front yeah, of yeah. them, sort of thing. And it was like dice games, cup games, card games, and it was literally one of my friends was like take my money i bet on this number it was yeah it was it was brilliant that was really good i don't think i bought anything from any of the markets this time around um like during the day or, or the night market but that was amazing and it is the perfect I, I mean in the evening it was the perfect weather for it because everybody it was just this lovely summer feeling and everybody was like getting really festive in the summertime sat outside the tavern and i remember it getting to two o'clock and there was uh, like two o'clock in the morning and everyone was like our character time hey and then carrying on <laughs> <laughs> none of us are breaking are breaking character anyway so it's yeah. fine <laughs> yes yes yeah, i think usually yeah pe like people will say out of character when they want to just like break immersion it's, it's there's never like a hard like okay we can't be in character now people usually carry on yeah. but if someone like really wants to say something there's something that's wildly out of character they're just like oh by the way we're time out now so do you have you know and then they'll say something um like crazy out of character or something but do, like, how can anyone give me a lift back to the hotel oh. yeah, lift back. yeah. <laughs> well, even, then, even then that's not like massively immersion breaking is it how did you what, what did you think of the whole like in character out of character uh aspect of larp yeah I, I thought it was quite easy to be honest um i don't know if we've just got like a really good group of people um around but it, it wasn't like you know there wasn't like larp police around so you had to be in character all the time um but it, it was a really nice mix of you know if people have, if you're kind of in a little quiet group you don't really have to be in character unless you really want to you know when we were sat down with a few people in Wintermark I don't think we were ever really in character because we were just sort of discussing empire and just getting 
warmed up and sort of taking us through the different things. Um, but then when we were in character, it was nice to flex those muscles. I did like a, a workshop um, on the Sunday, like a magic workshop in Wintermark. And okay. it was about uh, dramaturgy. And the shaman brought a load of props and was kind of teaching us through the the art of dramaturgy and um, with all these props. And you had to like move your body around to cast the magic or feel the magic. And then you pass it to the next person. And it, it was really, really cool. Um, and that that was a nice role play moment, but it never felt like too intense. And it never felt like I couldn't step away at any point. Everyone was very chill and respectful. Like if you just needed to go, people were like, we'll see them bye yeah. <laughs> i think wintermark as a nation i think is is pretty good so navarra the same because they're such popular um nations for new players uh, i think there's a lot of they at the one they have a big community anyway of 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 um of larpers in those nations but i think because they get so many uh new people like you can make your whole game about talking to new people you know yeah um, yeah I, I don't know um I'm sure. I'm sure there is uh, people actively doing that. Type. I know there's people that help new players in Dawn. Um, obviously, the Egregore's job is is pretty much to to do that as well. Um, I do feel that Dawn isn't as um, geared up for newer players. I think there's definitely tiers of different nations that you can go into that you get different experiences. Because um, I don't, unless I'm wrong, unless you disagree with me, Robin. I don't. I don't tend to see. Um, obviously people are encouraging new players but there's not yeah. there's not a lot of like oh if you're new to Anvil come over here and we're going to show you this Dawn is I, I just very much is like, go and we all just go our separate yeah. ways because we've spoken about that before there are a lot of M nations they have their um their introduction you know they're 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 they're, they're, they're standing or they um yeah. talk to everybody and actually the, that's a really good opportunity Dawn tends to be like it's time in go and within seconds, someone's yelling something in the glory square. Someone's challenging someone to a fight. Um, someone's going for an election or something. It's it is just go 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 straight away. And in one way, I'm like maybe that's not new player friendly, but in another way, that can emerge you just a bit quicker than some of the other things because before you're instantly in a world where everyone around you is in character. And mm. I, I had the same thing you had. I had um, the first few minutes, I forgot my name completely. Someone <laughs> tried to speak to me and they were like, ah, oh, yes, and who are you? And I was like, um, <laughs> are we in character? <laughs> I was like, I was, I was a mess, okay? Um, and it's, it's fine, it's fine. Because they, 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 they kind of like saw me fumble and they went, I take it you're new to Anvil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they do definitely help you. But I do think, like Oliver said, there are certain nations that get so many new players, they are a little bit more geared up for it. Um, Wintermark and Navarre, I think, are those nations that they get so many new ones that they have that big community meetup um, yes. and really encourage that to kind of, you know, help new people find their feet, but also point out the people they need to... Um, go to if they are struggling and so on <laughs> yeah we we had that literally was the the friday night so they ask who's new basically in the, you know in a in a better way they don't just be like who's new here um but they're like the new faces of of wintermark step forward and face your you know your brother brothers and sisters in it, it, whatever and so i had to step into this circle and there was a fair few of us there was maybe about 
know, six of us, seven of us, and we stepped into the circle and then we had to turn around and face everybody else that was there in Wintermark. And it was like a moment where you're like, look at these faces. These are new people here. Offer them our hospitality and support. And, you know, three people, one nation. And then you turn, go back in. And then that's when the role play happened. And I went, eh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, we... that's a really good idea, actually, especially in a nation as big as Wintermark. It's huge. Like, These people here, can we make sure they're okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't kill them yet, okay? Give them at least the day. Yeah, I, I think it's it's good. Like Robin was saying, I don't think there's a there's there's pros and cons to both those. I, I think in the other nations, it's different as well. Um, I know, like we we had a um have a friend who his first ever event was in the imperial orcs and he had a completely different oh, wow. experience again you know and so they're all different but i know that's kind of what they aim for i know when we had uh matt p on he he literally said that i the idea was to give people not just one game but 10 different games you know so you mm. could literally you know if you did do want to do that thing where you hop nations you would have a different experience in every in every nation so i, I know we, we'll get and the, the idea of the game is a little bit like tribalistic anyway but and we're like oh it's this better way we do it but if if everyone did it the same way it would just be we may as well just all be wintermark i guess you know yeah you lose that flavor don't you and that uniqueness like you can you could play empire for i mean 50 years if you really wanted to you know it you it is possible right you could start as a younger kid you know your your parents could have taken you and by the time you reach your 40s uh, or whatever you're, you've had five different nations to play with yeah i mean there are players um there are players there that have been going since like at the early events so it's been going 10 years now and they started as children and then literally adults now um yeah I think... and on the the other side of that we've got friends whose kids were teeny tiny at that first event or um yeah like would have been really little and i know at least a few kids that over the past 10 years have grown up in empire and they are terrifying <laughs> but <laughs> red for empire <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's just a weird sort of thing i definitely like to um revisit that topic maybe when they are like in their 20s and be like so how was it you know <laughs> Grow, growing up in two different worlds <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah because i mean it's there's there's not that because it's been going quite a while that's the thing so i don't know they've got no there's no um there's no plan anyway to stop because it's quite slow did you find it was quite a, a slow pace of a game compared to what you might find in like your TTRPGs and things like that? Um, I don't know. I, I found my weekend quite fast paced, but I think again, that was because I was given an objective so early on that it consumed like my Friday night and half of my Saturday. So that by the time I got to kind of like the Saturday afternoon, evening, I had this free time to then use all the stuff that I had, you know, all the people that I'd met, um know where everything is or not everything but um I like that it didn't feel rushed though even though that objective was like oh you have the weekend to do it and I you know me and my brain kind of went let's go let's do this now I want to like inject everything into me let's go do as much as possible um I never felt like I couldn't take a moment sit down chill go get food go just experience sitting with I had I had tea in Oh, I can't remember which nation it is now, but I, I knew my egregore um, before Empire. 
So I ended up bumping into her and she was like, oh, I have a plus one to having tea in um, Urizen, I think it was. Yeah. Like there's some yeah, council people. Urizen to have the nice tea yeah, if, if it's tea, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going to be either be the Brass Coast or Urizen. I think for tea, they're, they're all about tea, those two. Yeah, so so she was like, do you want to be my plus one? And I was like, sure. I think I only really stayed in there for a few minutes. They were like reciting poetry and, and drinking tea. Uh, but it was just so warm that it was like, excuse me, it's been lovely, but I, I need to like not be in a tent right now um tea. <laughs> yeah so it, it's yeah with tea. to be fair tea is actually quite a good thing to drink when it's too warm because it acclimatizes the body to the heat outside so anyway random fact <laughs> then <laughs> um but yeah it, it was it never felt like I was rushed it did feel like I had a lot to to sink my teeth into but at the same time I could just enjoy walk around speak to random people yeah yeah did you did you end up hitting like a brick wall kind of burnout wise because obviously if you're that busy and it's like because i i totally agree with what you said earlier you said it's one of those every event i get this as well it you feel like you've done not enough but too much um that's that i feel like that all the time i always end up being like oh, i didn't get that i didn't get that done but also i am tired <laughs> like i've done so much Oh yeah, it's the Sunday night. I I was I was dead. I arrived home, and I, my partner was laughing about this the other day. Actually, we were talking about LARP to a friend of ours, and they were like, "Yeah, she's come home and couldn't couldn't I couldn't even tell him what happened during the weekend because I just needed to be horizontal." Um, so like post, it's almost like post con burnout as well. Like you guys have been to the conventions before, where it's like a full weekend, and that, but then before then you have to prep everything exactly the same except with empire mentally i found it more draining because you have to be in that character like it's rewarding but all always you kind of feel like you have to be switched on at any moment to do that improv or or anything can happen so you've got to be prepared to i don't know cast a spell draw a sword yeah it's <laughs> almost like watching like a 24-hour movie you know that's why I, I kind yeah. of compare it to like you you're like because there's so much stimulation uh not just obviously like it's physically you're walking around but like you said it's like you you're getting all this input like input from all this stimuli all around you because every, every everyone's trying to get stuff done and the weekend there's a war going on and about uh, on a yeah. smaller level these two people are arguing and then oh what's this creature here oh there's a kid coming up and asking me to buy something um and oh yeah oh no my friends just died oh no i'm dead oh no i'm at my own funeral uh, like <laughs> it, like there's, there's so much stimulus for like basically just over 48 hours you know and by the time it's all done and you come back and you've got that quiet car ride home and you're like that was, a, <laughs> that was a lot. I can imagine that getting harder and harder as well as you're progressing with your characters because you're creating those connections um, with other people. You create your connections with your character as well as so you get more emotionally invested in the things that are happening around. So like, obviously when you guys both unfortunately lost your two characters earlier this year, I can imagine, I think you even said it in your podcast, it was almost like actually going through real life grief in that it, it was so intense because you are in these characters for sure intense bursts everything is like overwhelming so then to suddenly be like oh they're gone you're like how do i deal with this it's, it's it sounds like such a strange phenomenon to experience i also think it's something that you can't even prepare for because we were like talking about, you know, wanting to chat more about character bleeds and things like that. But I think, I, I don't think there's any way 
I could have possibly prepared myself for that. I still cry about it. I still sometimes oh. think about Aranel. I'll see her armor sitting there and I'm like, oh, her armor. <laughs> it, it's a hard one, but I think it's definitely... E E4 was tough in the sense I was like, I need to love this character because I lost the character I loved so much. I need to love this one. And luckily it did work out quite well and it was all fine and so different from RNL. But still, I don't think there's any way to prepare yourself for that sort of intensity. It's not even like in and like D and D and things like that and tabletop games because there's just always a way to bring your character back, you know. Yeah. There's always a way around it. <laughs> but these ones, you're just like, oh, that's no, they're gone. That's it. Yeah. Done. <laughs> How are you feeling though? Because um, obviously you came in at E four, and now you've got the long dark. How are you coping with that? You know. <laughs> the brain rot set in quite quickly. I won't lie. It took a good few weeks to stop thinking about it every day because it was quite intense um I enjoyed it that much so I think the way I've dealt with it is just trying to encourage as many other people as possible to like honestly people my friends must be sick of me talking about Empire at this point because I, I take every opportunity I can to talk about Empire my partner just sat down and started nodding his head come join um, us join us <laughs> no he's 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 very much happy to to not do the LARP side of things for now for now, for now. <laughs> hey yeah I've, I've seen that if uh, if Rob if my father-in-law can uh can come laughing anyone can come laughing yeah he, he yeah, would have it... been there with you that night at songs and stories with um everyone's swords because that was his story the next day as well he was like oh everyone stood there they took their swords out and things and so i was like yeah. look at you creating larp memories <laughs> getting involved fan art <laughs> all the rest of it let's go <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I think he was... Oh. Did he not go to the night market and do the gambling thing as well? Is that not exactly what he did? I think he pretty much did, yeah. Yeah, he was gambling. He went mm. to a night market. Amazing. He did everything. Yeah, yeah. Reed, did you um, <laughs> did you do any of the, uh, like, the PD new player stuff on, like, the Friday? Oh, I went to the, the sort of opening, the opening event, which is sort of like your you know your general overview of, of lots of different pieces you know they kind of mention things about you know the senate and this is where in character time is out of character time is where god is um they went through a couple of uh you know safety rules things like you know all the weapons should have xyz but a bow is different because a bow is actually a weapon so don't be stupid um so I went I went to that one and that was really good. I missed the magic one. Um unfortunately I didn't get to go to that one. Um uh, but I think I might go next time because I think you can still oh yeah pop you, into those you whenever go. you want. I I'm thinking about going and doing the cuz they have little ones for like all the different things like exorcism and 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 uh using liao and like I'm thinking about mm. going to the going to the the religion one next time just to get a little a little primer. I'm always interested to know whether people actually find those useful because I, I speak to a few new players that just can't because it's very difficult to tell the time. How did you how did you get around like trying to figure out what time of day it was? You get used to it a little bit, but I have a timepiece now, and I'm like I I can't be without my stopwatch now because I need to know what time it is. Especially when you get into meetings. <laughs> but I know that first event, I was just like, oh well, I think this is happening at three o'clock. All right, what's the time? 
10 to 3. Cool. We're not in kit and it's the other end of the field. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm to be to be completely honest, I did have my magic mirror on me at all times. Um, it was in a, I had a bag with me. Um, I didn't use it really uh, literally apart from telling the time because that was the it's hard to find anything timekeepy that matches with with Celine. It is something that I want to do instead. Um, but all because it was like our first event, I wanted to make sure that there was a way for us to contact each other just in case. Um, but yeah, it, it was difficult. The time slips away so quickly. Um that yeah, that I, I missed a, a few things. There was another session, like a magic session on the Sunday that I think I missed, but I think that was mainly because the storm hit on the Sunday. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. And I ended up kind of going Let's get back to the tent now, yeah. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the, those new new character primers, like they're fine. I think one, they're too easy to miss. Um, two, they're not overly useful if you know a lot of the information. I know when we went, we were like, "Oh, we'll go to that new player thing," was the thing you were talking about. And to be honest, we already knew it all basically because we'd already done like the research. Um, I I feel mm. like I feel like I would they should probably do videos instead of having to just do the talk every single time they should just do a video primer and just when you buy a ticket go hey we've sent you an email with your ticket also here's a video on the um like the code of conduct and what is larp how to how to role play blah 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 blah, blah so everyone can just sit leisurely watch it before they head to the event or something yeah like this is the 2024 um videos yeah. that we have ready and then like change them if there's like a rule change or something that would be quite yeah. cool I think, it's difficult cause... when people break the rules yeah. especially the the, the 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 code of conduct and things like that when it comes to to role play or like combat pulling your blows and things like that it's just like well that's the rules it's just like well there's no guarantee that people have actually heard that rule you know you can go online you can buy a ticket without ever reading the words pull your blows you can show up without anybody telling you to pull your blows you can totally but you don't have to go to that new player meeting where they say pull your blows and be careful <laughs> be careful with like you say with an actual weapon and then you get onto the battlefield and literally no one has told you oh by the way we're pulling our blows you've basically got to rely on the entire player base to tell you to not pull your blows you know Mm. I think, yeah, videos and stuff would be really helpful. I think that's what, personally, I I found was a little lacking. Is I loved reading the wiki. I, I read a load of like you guys did as well. By the sounds of it, is you read everything beforehand because you just kind of get so involved. You're like, <laughs> or or maybe not everything, but like before you go to that, that that's, okay, never mind. <laughs> I want I want to I want to I want to be a knight. Cool, dawn sounds good. I'll be a knight errant. Cool. I went in. I had no idea. I didn't know what the virtues were. I didn't know anything about magic. Nothing. <laughs> but but yeah, the 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 new player event I thought was helpful. But I do agree that having some like a an official video would be really helpful because um, that's what I found was difficult to kind of find that content because whilst I love reading, I love getting involved, when you look at the current wiki, it can be quite intimidating, especially if you're new to anything like this. You haven't done, you know, any tabletop role-playing. You haven't done any LARP. You haven't even played any sort of role-playing video game. You know, anything, you're brand new. I can imagine looking at that is like, I'm not bothering with that. I'm just going to go and wing it. And like you said, if you're going to be fighting and you don't have that sort of person at the front of the gate going new players over to the left, I'm going to give you a quick debrief on the most important thing that you need to do, which is 
don't hit anyone stupid mm. and then then people are going to be in the field whacking because robin i'm right in thinking that you got accidentally like poked in the throat at one one event oh, and that was quite incident. scary yeah like that was that was awful yeah, yeah i got like it right um into my and it was when i was wearing the orc mask and it was like yeah. a um polar arm straight into my throat and i just was down and couldn't breathe and it was like that's it's difficult using a weapon that you've never used before as well like if you're using something like that that you don't realize how much power is actually behind that action mm -hmm. but yeah it's um it's a tricky one but that sort of I, I do think it would be good if um I don't know how they would go about doing this but having a mandatory physical um fighting session before you actually go out and fight for the first time like us we kind of went and did the nuclear skirmish, nuclear skirmish which is pretty yeah. much that mm. yeah oh and nice that 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 definitely does teach you a lot in the sense of okay you should be pulling your blows but also you get to go and experience it and that's when the questions come up so you can actually be like oh this is the first time i've ever used a sword and oh i now don't know what i'm doing and then you've got actually like refs and things there to be like oh, okay this is how you do this, this is how you do that you need to call at this point and it prepares you but making that mandatory could be quite good i think just for the fighting side of it yeah i think fighting although that my knowledge on that is limited because i'm not a fighting character i would say out of everything that i've seen or experienced so far that seems to be the most um, like dangerous IRL thing, uh, in you know, because we can we can cast as many spells as we want as as like mage magey characters, but really we're just kind of chucking glitter in the air and saying a couple of words and having a little dance. But that is magic. when it comes to like foam, yeah. <laughs> but like when it comes to like the foam weapons and yeah, especially bows as well, because that was the one thing they were quite adamant about. Yeah, I think maybe it would be beneficial to kind of have a mandatory you need a stamp or you need something against your name on the database where someone will pull up an ipad and go what's your player id yeah you're good you're good to yeah. go i don't i don't know maybe the logistics of that is just like too insane which is why it's not like talk, talking about like the new player stuff and things like that was there, was there anything that you weren't that keen on over the weekend re like was there anything you were just like eh, i'm not Bear in mind, we don't, we're not affiliated with PD, so <laughs> feel, feel free. We, we, we love the game. Roast them. Yeah, we, we, we love PD the, are the best. Yeah, we love the game PD makes, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes I um, I worry because we, we, we love the game so much that we, we, it's very rare that we actually criticize the game, to be honest. But Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't really have any, any major, like oh, that was terrible, I'll never do that again, sort of experiences. I know, granted, like, first ever laugh experience, um, you know, there's a potential, right, to ha by having that many people in one place at one time that someone's going to do something crappy. Um, you know, I think I don't really have any criticism of sort of the game as it is right now. Maybe I have better feedback once I kind of dive a little bit more into like the systems, yeah. especially after like the next year, if I want to do like coven work and get more mad, like I didn't have a chance to, I cast one spell. So I guess maybe one tiny criticism of that would be, it was difficult to try and figure out any of the specifics of that spell um right. when i was right. on the field like i had to go away and get the wiki up to double check what was going on and then i had to go to god and then um i was i was basically casting a, a 
like a level one spell to commune with a an eternal um, and one person said to me, you know, you need to go get a sheet and write it out in this many squares. And and when I went to God, they went, no, 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 you don't need to do that. And I went, are you sure? I just want to double, triple check. Like not saying I don't believe you, but I just want to double, triple check because I've had multiple people telling me multiple things. I don't want to like get it wrong. And then I come back in like four to six months time and the spell has not worked. and I've done something right. You know what I mean? Whereas if yeah, it was yeah. in E1, to E4 you only kind of wait about two months to get back to something right or a month in the summer yeah. um I had one slightly weird incident but it was weird kind of wholesome but also weird okay. maybe I've just got thick skin for it um I was literally like sat outside the tavern on the main strip and I had a random guy come up to me to tell me that I was exactly his type and that I hope I have a good evening and then walked away and I was like I don't know what to do with that information, buddy. Like, <laughs> it's interesting. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, like on that topic, actually, yeah. I mean, like, because um, you you came from like a lot of um of a cosplay scene, same as mm-hmm. us. The one thing that I, I know it's quite a big difference between Comic Con interactions and LARP yes. interactions. <laughs> did Did you find the same, like coming into the LARP field? Because I was mentally prepared for a non-stop comic-con type of situation and that's not what i experienced but what what did you find yeah i mean everyone who's been to comic-con especially for like as long as we have know that there can be certain people in that space that are uh, can make things complicated during the weekend um for varying number of reasons however I found that everybody was very much on the same page for the most of the time in in the LARP space I think because it is there's a cost barrier to it you know you need to kind of commit to doing LARP in a lot of ways whether that's you know paying for the ticket is cheaper than a comic-con or maybe not a weekend pass now because that's quite expensive at comic-con now (laughs) Um, no but you're you're right though there is that that barrier actually so it's it's you kind of the people that are there I felt we're already kind of very committed to to doing it. So the more people who are committed to doing it, the less people there who are just taking the mick out of things. Um, but I think, yeah, yeah, like I said, you're going to get the odd one or two, I would imagine, that start something. Or I think there was one night, it looked like a fight was about to break out out of character in Wintermark. Um, somebody <laughs> did, I think somebody did something <laughs> stupid. I, what I, knew, I don't really know what happened. We just heard shouting behind us. But I think somebody role played something stupid and ended up sort of accidentally knocking over a fire pit and then at that point everyone else was out of character like you idiot you almost set things on fire and then that kind of got no pun intended extinguished uh socially (laughs) (laughs) quite quickly um but I I felt like the crowd was a lot more open and relaxed because yeah there's a barrier to kind of get in into into LARP compared to a place like Comic-Con or EGX or any sort of convention where you kind of can get anyone there which is also it's a great thing because you get to meet so many people um but you can get people there who are there for the wrong reasons and will say things or do things or be inappropriate and I felt like there was less of that in the the LARP space in the event that I went to at least yeah which is a weird one when you think about it like uh at larp at empire specifically there's thousands of people and we're playing a game where you're encouraged 
to argue with one another, to be confrontational sometimes, to fight people. And you're also there a good chunk of the event in the dark, walking around, trying to find things. You would expect that the risk is quite high of um incidents happening but really um I mean saying that it took me a few events where I was actually felt like yeah I'm gonna go wander around by myself now um because I always like to have people with me but mm -hmm. now it's kind of like oh actually this is kind of um this this isn't comic-con <laughs> you know yeah. you're seen as your character here and it is a different experience yeah it was nice there was definitely a big sense of community um, and I think that because it's a niche hobby, I feel like a lot of that sense of community is a little bit stronger because we kind of know that if somebody messes something up, like it does something to, you know, shine a bad light or misrepresent that community yeah. that people have worked so hard to build. It, it's it hits a little bit deeper because there's a lot of trust involved, whether that's you know trusting through those role playing scenarios yes. on the battlefield. Uh, creating stories that people are comfortable with and also I think it's there are so many diverse people that come to LARP to experience you know this niche hobby that it is very inviting and we want to make sure that it's a safe place for everyone because we like the fact that it is diverse and for anyone who wants to come so that we I think as a community now that I'm part of it we as a community <laughs> um, are kind of really not tolerant to anything like that happening exactly. it spoils it there's also um there's plenty of safeguarding in place well emperor i know that um if someone does something they shouldn't have done usually everybody knows about it pretty quickly and everyone mm. is quite close-knit and um people can get banned from the event and like you said people that have invested in their tickets invest in their kit are usually the type of people that are invested in the game and they're not going to do something it's going to result in them getting banned from the game so those of the those who do end up having to to be banned usually it is for something pretty bad and they're gone they're out of the game and you don't have to see them again which is good they can't do that at comic-con <laughs> just keep coming <laughs> oh oh yeah we had um one of the one of the conventions i went to this year it wasn't comic-con but one of the conventions i went to this year there was an incident uh, where a guest speaker was heckled on stage and because uh, they were saying uh, sexist things and uh, because the security wasn't there quick enough, they got away with it and nobody could find them. And they, for all we know, had the whole weekend at that convention with no repercussions and had no, like nothing. I, I think that's very difficult to do at Empire because one, you're in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere. So like <laughs> where you go in, <laughs> um, even there are people even in the forest. So don't try and hide there. <laughs> um, and there's, there are so many uh, people around, whether that be reps, egregores, or just people in general. Like I felt completely comfortable walking up to random groups and being like, Hey, what's going on? And they just instantly be like, do you want some food? Do you want some water? Sit down, talk to me. Yeah. It, it was really nice. It's such it's such a weird experience though, isn't it? Like being able to be somewhere where you can walk up to a full group of strangers and you get you're you're felt welcomed so quickly, but it's it's the feeling of safety as well. It's really mm. unique how they've managed to create that. Um yeah. how did you find leaving then? First ever event, first time doing this, 
how did you find coming back into the the real world after it like on the way home or anything how did you find that sort of experience like silence I couldn't speak (laughs) me my friend Liz and I who went we just spent the whole ride back like we spoke about a couple of things like at the beginning like oh what was your favorite bit how did you find that? And then for about, I don't know, an hour of the journey, we just were comatose in the night upright. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, I think I mentioned earlier, like it, the brain rot set in and the the um, post blues and post event blues set in. And it was exhausting, but a good exhausted. Um, I, it took a while for me to be able to get back to where I could sit down with someone and actually talk about my full experience because I was so tired um but though it was yeah it was intense <laughs> yeah there, there were there were times like at our first event where i i think i got like tired and overwhelmed and yeah there were moments where i was like you know what i don't know if this is for me like, i was like well yeah i don't know and then like the end of that we had a big massive event happen at the at the end sorry we had a big thing happen at the end of the event um that was really dramatic and, and amazing and it wasn't until we like got home and uh, then i realized like how much of a good time i actually had because it's a lot isn't it especially if you're not used to one laughing at all like you know in that type of um environment and being outside and camping and you're not that type of person either you know it it's a it's a lot it's a lot like i said it's a lot of stimulus you know um so we know what you're gonna head off and do at you and everything next year and we've got some plans and things um Obviously, the good thing about the new the long dark is that you have more time for kit stuff. Have you got any sort of new pieces of kit or anything that you're wanting to try and like um, find, or anything you want to try creating or anything? If you, what, what are you thinking? I, I need to get a cape or a coat or something because I'm not going to survive. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I've I've been looking at. Uh, to be honest, I've been keeping my eye on any winter sales that are going to come out, especially you know Boxing Day onward. There's a couple of online stores that I'm keeping my eye on, but hopefully um, in the new year, I'll be able to kind of get back out and dedicate sort of a weekend to looking at a couple of shops, thrifting, see what I can find. But it's definitely going to be, you know, capes, coats, furs, uh, feathers, uh, thermals. <laughs> anything say, hopefully there should be like lots of like boxing day um thermal sales or something because like that is what you definitely need for yeah. for that first event here it is that that's the only thing that i would like to say about that one is it is a cold event but i mean the good thing i guess about being a winter mark is you're constantly surrounded by a lot of fires <laughs> yes yes I, I think i'm gonna have to invest in some sort of camping kettle and a hot water bottle to strap to myself at certain <laughs> points in the day or i can just hide it under a cloak and be like I've yes seen, there's there's a, a hot water bottle i've seen kind of like going a little bit viral online it's one that's meant to wrap around your whole body and i was like oh there we go i feel like i could get one of those um Built hot water obviously and i could put it on underneath like my, my cloak and things nobody would know it's there um the other great thing that i get is i i, I got like a box of like 40 of the little hot hand things yes i use those and i i put them everywhere yes yes <laughs> yes yes with them everything <laughs> <laughs> sleeping on a bed of just like the little crunchy hand warmer thing it's just to, before you go to bed punching them all and then laying on them <laughs> well i found 
found um I found this cloak. It's just a little cheapy thing, but it's got like a battery operated. It's almost like a, a, a heated blanket, and you put one of the um like phone charging um. I know what you mean. Packs. Yeah. yeah. I've got like a scarf, like a black scarf and like a cloak and the heat up. So I'm going to test that out. Um, we have a um, Game of Thrones themed LARP in January. So I'll test it out Ooh. then. And if that works, that's going to be it from, from that point onwards. Because um, that E1, the cold was just, um, yeah. Yeah, I think, <laughs> it, yeah, I think it, it's it's really important to uh yeah sp if you're going to spend your money spend your money on a, a decent cloak this is the thing like so obviously that I, I imagine you already got this idea especially being a cosplay person that one of the big differences is that like it the stuff needs to be practical when you're out larping so you, you can i mean you can try and shop around for a cheaper cloak but obviously the expense comes from the material quality and function so it, you can get cheap cheap cloaks but are they going to keep you warm hmm, maybe maybe not they might look the part but they're not actually gonna do the thing and and usually it's not usually them i mean you get some obviously you get some real beautiful cloaks but in general they're a very basic garment so they're not like mm -hmm. you know they're not like you know the sexiest bit of kit you you want to go out and buy and be like oh i want to spend all my money on that but it is definitely an essential uh piece also if you get a relatively uh plain one that'll do you for like characters like forever you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Right. The, the rain is what scares me the most though i have to say out of the cold and the rain i think the rain scares me the most because i think drying and waterproofing is probably going to be difficult one to tackle whereas if you're too cold you know there are already some ideas like we're already pinging around things but when you when you're wet that scares me <laughs> yeah the, the main advice people tend to give is bring a spare pair of boots and plenty of socks and things like that for when there is a wet oh, yeah. bed I tried to reproof my cloak last year, like like or to waterproof it. I got the tent waterproofing spray and covered it in it. Then I found out it reacts to the fire if you're sitting too close to it. And I was sitting oh, there no. and there was all this like um like steam coming off. <laughs> steam coming off of it. Oh my god. <laughs> it, was, it looked really um really ethereal. <laughs> <laughs> not are sure you okay you're casting something uh, play with it go with it uh, i'm getting yes, contacted totally. by some sort of <laughs> oh man well we're we're well, we're well over time actually um yeah i'm I, so sorry no 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 not at all no i keep like, this I've, is a I, good I, thing I, no no it's, it's always it was always a good thing we get we get to over an hour and i'm like oh my god i haven't asked you half the things i was going to ask you um but yeah, thank you very much for coming on, Ree. Do you want to know you've got a platform? Do you want to shout anything out? Shout any shout your YouTube channel out? Anything like that? Well, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very mediocre content creator in my spare time. Um, <laughs> I I have, a, I have a small YouTube channel, which is basically uh, whatever I like posting. It's mainly nerdy things like LARP. Uh, discussing a lot about uh, video game stuff because I work in the video game industry um, so if you like that sort of stuff uh, just type in Rianne Murphy and I think I pop up um, and then I'm Rianne Man on every other social media if you like cosplay and Instagram I tweet about mostly Eurovision and weird things niche subjects so <laughs> that's your thing yeah. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll, I'll put it all put all the links uh, down in the description go follow go and uh, subscribe 
uh, to restuff. Right, everyone. Should we say goodbye to the podcast? Bye, Rob. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you very much for stopping by. If you enjoyed this show, give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe to the channel, go check us out on iTunes, on Spotify, go check out our Patreon if you want to support us via there. We have lots more content coming at you in the new year. Until then, though, you can go and check out some of our other content that we have done. Until the next time, though, we love you very much and stay safe.